Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bavada Odd Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The uh, head odds maker at BavadaSportsBook.com is the great Patrick Morrow. Patrick, I uh, hope you've had a lovely week. It has been a big mishmash. I've been uh, sick as a dog. And um, this is like the first show I'm doing, so I'm just going to apologize in advance. I don't have any of the fight in me, although it's still not a record for him. Well, Seth, uh, yeah, no, good. Uh, we, we are in October now, which is where the sporting season really kicks off and gets really exciting. It's uh, whether it's football all day Saturday, whether it's football all day Sunday, including a London stop. Uh, you know, now that we're in October baseball, I'll actually care about the baseball a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't care about the Aaron Judge stuff. And uh, yeah, I stuff to say, uh, I'm actually feeling pretty okay. So I have no excuse for my performance this week, folks. So let's dive on in. Well, the baseball has been funny. You know, this has been the year that, you know, I'm not paying attention and not mm-hmm. really paying attention. I'm just not watching it live. And I haven't gone to any games the first time in 26 years. Um, but two of my teams got off the uh, proverbial schneid there. The Seattle Mariners made the playoffs for the first time since I was there 21 years Leo, ago. baby. And um, the Philadelphia Phillies made the playoffs for the first time since I was there in 2011. I was there. I did their post game show. Uh, that's when they lost to the St. Louis Cardinals in game five. They were heavy, heavy favorites. That was when they had uh, Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee and uh, Cole Hamels was their th- number three and they were built to win the world series and they choked in five games. Uh, they lost. Remember Ryan Howard tore his Achilles in the bottom of the ninth with uh, a man on and a chance to keep the season alive. And, uh, not only does he strike out, but that was the beginning of the end of the Philadelphia Phillies. And this is the first time they're back. And look, you want to say it's the expanded kind of, I don't know, BS playoffs. It is, but you know, there's, there's actual glee going on in both those cities. And who am I to say you, I I don't want people to be happy. If people, if this makes people happy, then let people be happy here. Here's the argument. Aaron judge is not a record, but if you're happy mm-hmm. watching him and breaking into college football games, just to see his at bats, Hey, then, then be happy. Everybody should just be happy. If you want to be happy is the fact that there's an extra round of playoffs is absolute garbage. That's not my problem. Oh, Seth, man of the people, starting to mellow out finally. I I, yeah. I don't know what's got you feeling under the weather, but we might need to keep you like this. It's yeah. calm. It's cool. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to add to that that uh, so often in sports, uh, especially in modern days, that you know your stars leave, they come and go. Uh, when they go to play for somebody else, you don't really cheer them. Uh, Roy Holiday was a massive exception to that. I remember in that playoff series with the Phillies because. He was never able to make the postseason in his time in Toronto, but he was yeah. always awesome, always beloved. And well, and it's he a left. weird thing to say, but yeah, he yeah. left perfectly. He left he perfectly. perfectly. When he left, he said, "If it was up to me, I would be a Toronto Blue Jay for life." But I only get one mm-hmm. shot at this, and I have to yeah. go someplace where I can actually win. And I, yeah. I thought the Blue Jay fan was like, "Absolutely, man." We, you you deserve that. Like, go for it. We, it reminds we, me of Ray Bork with the with the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah, I think if you're a Bruins fan, you have to be, or you should be very happy for Ray, for Ray Bork, Bork winning that one. Right. And as a Jays fan, uh, I was so happy to see him get that playoff. Uh, 
Remember, he threw the no hitter in the playoffs. He also threw the perfect game. Yeah. Uh, he was amazing. He he was absolutely amazing. Um, Holiday's cutter and two seam fastball were just something to behold. Um, you know, it, it's not a Mariano Rivera cutter. I'm not trying to be that guy, but as a starting pitcher, no, his no, he, was, he was a, uh, he was a gem. He was a great pitcher to watch. And, uh, loved yeah. covering Roy Halladay. I was a massive fan. I actually liked uh, everybody on that Phillies team: Jimmy Rollins and Shane Victorino. Yep. Uh, yep. Chase Utley was mean. Um, he just was. Now he's nice, apparently, but but uh, he was mean back then. Uh, Raul Abreu was happy. on that team. What'd you say? I said he should try being happy. Yeah, he should. He he, he should. Get, everyone, get, everyone should just get whatever try this happy. cold is, and you'll be thrilled. You'll, you'll just be mercifully happy. Um, no, yeah, that was it. And their manager, I can tell you a funny thing that Charlie Manuel did. That was really please. funny. Charlie Manuel and I did a weekly show on Sirius XM. Um, every week he would join us. And so we knew each other. And Charlie in 2008, so I wasn't working for the Phillies, I was working for MLB. But um, in the, you know, in the, in the, in the regular season, the media can go up to the batting cage. Like when the, the cage is out, like you can go right up mm-hmm. to talk to anybody you want. But in the playoffs, there's like a, a rope that you can't go past. And Charlie walks out and he wanted to ask me something. So he motions for me to come over there. And I got to look all badass in front of all the other reporters. I'm like, Haha, look at this. I get to walk mm-hmm. across the little rope there. I, I you know, I, I felt like I was in hallowed ground, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was it was whatever. And so then the Phillies win the National League. They beat the Dodgers to go to, to win the National League. They went up playing the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series in 2008. So the next day we had them on the radio show. And I just said, man, you look, you, you imagine the street cred I got? Like, I look great in front of my friends. That was great move. Calling me over there like that. And uh, Charlie Manuel with his like his country accent, he just goes, well, I just I'm just telling you, uh, it's the World Series now. You're not going past rope. I I thought that might be coming, but oh, had to be reined in. I love it. Tasted greatness for that one moment. That's right. I had to be humbled. I had to be. I had to definitely be humbled. Um, Before we get to uh, this week's slate, uh, you want to weigh in on uh, Tua Tungavailoa? What a Uh, debacle! You could not handle something worse. And then, then, then the NFL handled Tua Tungavailoa in both games. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if we touched on this last week, but I will again. Just uh, I obviously have no medical background, but playing contact sports in Canada growing up, uh, I've had two concussions, and one of them was a check from behind in a, a rep hockey game in Toronto. And when I was checked from behind into the boards and got up afterwards, the jelly legs I had going back to two Sundays ago. When two got hurt, that's, that's, that's what I had. So right away, I recognized like there's a neurological thing there. And then they said it was his back. And then last week, you know, you put me on the spot, Seth Everett. You said, are you calling the Dolphins liars? And I wouldn't but do they it. Were, I but they were lying. The, the doctor yeah, I, cleared I feel, him and he shouldn't have. Yeah. And then this independent uh, neurological concussion consultant guy that the league used, they used him as the fall guy. And who knows, maybe it is actually his fault. I, I, I don't know who ultimately signed off on him going back into that game and then playing so quickly on Thursday. And uh, yeah, I, I thought there was the one uh, from uh, uh, the Dolphins head coach that said, yeah, you know, he flew home that night, which 
getting on a plane to get a concussion. That's the one thing you never do. Yep. And then I shouldn't make this joke, but then he was like, then he was laughing along to McGruber. I was like, oh God, if he thought McGruber was funny, then, you know, his head's really hurt. But well, anyways. Well, not only that, do you remember Ryan Church? Ryan Church was a guy, uh, an outfielder, played for Washington. He played for the Mets and uh, he had a concussion and they put him on the plane and he was out for two months because of effects of the pressure on his on the swollen part of his brain. I, I, I know we're not doctors. I'm not trying to be a doctor. I'm saying this is absolutely inexcusable. Yeah, that is, you get a concussion. And I remember that's my dad waking me up every hour or so just to make sure that I'm just to make sure you're okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. But you don't and, go uh, on, you don't go on an airplane. <laughs> Especially not immediately. Like it was the same night they put him on a flight. I, it's and, it's uh, absurd. I mean, I'm, uh, well, it's not like a, somebody had to clear him for that one. And I would have hoped at least the plane one would have given a little bit more attention given the gravity of how he was carted off the field. But yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate for the lip service that the NFL continues to suggest that they pay towards injuries and concussions that something like that, which seems so obvious to us, uh, was able to play out the way it did. And yeah, really looks bad for the league, looks bad for a Dolphins uh, franchise who, you know, won the first few games of the year and that kind of, you know, knocks off, uh, you know, how bad ownership looks with their whole coaching situation last year, the whole uh, tampering situation. Do you forget like, Oh yeah, this dolphins organization, uh, maybe they're just a little bit shitty from top down and maybe there's a rot there at the core that uh, should be sorted with. It's a shame because uh, they were a great story to start the year. And now just like, Oh yeah, that's right. They did this with their coach last year with, they did this with tampering last year. Their owner is suspended for the entire season. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure these guys are on the up and up. Sure. I mean, it just, it, 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 get, it kept getting worse. This, and your, your heart goes out to this player. I mean, you can never ask a player how they feel because they're going to tell you they want to be out there. And, you know, yeah. that, that intangible that a pro athlete or even an amateur athlete has, I can't relate to because, you know, I mm-hmm. get hit once I'll be out for three months, you know, like that, that's, that that's not the way it goes, but I hear the word concussion. I'm like, he he's made a glass all of a sudden and yes. they weren't treating him like that. I, the whole thing is a train wreck and really looks bad. Did you see this week, the NFL, you know, the NFL's in London uh, mm. and the NFL held, held a one day seminar uh, with the premier league and a bunch of premier league teams went and met with the NFL and they shared concussion data. Okay. And I just, it was like worlds colliding. Yeah. I mean, it's like the NFL is doing. I see Daniel Jones and Harry Kane together. (laughs) Daniel Jones and the surprising New York football giants. That's right. Yeah. Could you Mm -hmm. imagine? No. Yeah. (laughs) Harry Harry Kane could probably strap him up out there. Harry Kane's like, you think you've got pressure? I got a whole country on me. Whole country on me. Is that Seth Everett doing a bit of British? A yeah, bit of British I, accent. I don't know. I yeah. Well, Harry Kane's on the Tottenham. That's why international yeah. soccer is weird because you root for him when he's on England, but you hate him every other day. So uh, who knows? Yeah, that's I you know, we were just discussing this again the other day with a buddy of mine that you know, all these players uh, in England and whether it's England, Italy, Germany, Spain, et cetera, you know, you get to see them play domestically, but at least you get to see them like lace up with their, uh, 
their national teams multiple times every year, even if it's not a cup year. And we were just thinking, man, Connor McDavid is 26. And I know we love to segue to NHL. The fact that I haven't seen Connor McDavid play a meaningful senior level Canada ice hockey game really bums the hell out of me. And I know that that's one thing that, you know, we're going to, we're going to grump, get grumpy and, you know, gripe about the fact that uh, we're going to have the premier league uh, interrupted for six weeks or so when the world cup plays in Qatar, um, you know, selfishly, hopefully Liverpool will find their form a little bit during that time. Maybe those, uh, dirty arsenal gunners at the top of the table will lose a little bit of form, but, uh, yeah, I, I've always just continued to be jealous that that's the best trash the talk you got football. right there. That's all you got. What's that? That's the best trash talk you have. I'm playing hurt for God's sakes. That's the best you got. Seth, I'm, I'm trying to have everyone be happy. The gunners, the yeah. stinky gunners. The, the gunners, the gunners who are seven win, one loss right now. Yeah. No, it's 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 great. It's uh, God, Top I, of the table, <laughs> baby. No, it's nice because like I, I'm not even stressing about the Premier League in Liverpool this year. I'm hoping maybe we catch fire in Champions League. Uh, yeah, honestly, at this point, uh, if we can finish top four in the Premier League, uh, I'll, I'll take that this year. Uh, it's 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 not our year. We've got a lot to figure out defensively. We're a mess. Arsenal looks great. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not in the business of trash talking too much, unless it's the Montreal Canadiens who did lose in exhibition fashion the other night against the Leafs, which was nice to see. That that never gets old. The older I get. All right, let's take a look at Week Five in the National Football League and welcome in uh, the Thursday night game. Funny thing happened with uh, my daughter, who doesn't know anything about the National Football League. Uh, she's a very big equestrian person. She rides horses and and jumps and competes and all that that stuff. And all she saw on the screen when it was the promotion for this game, she said, oh, it's a horse and a horseshoe. The Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. Yes, very much. That's a game she should be interested to. The horseshoes versus the horses. Horseshoes versus the horses. Yeah, uh, kind of a curious uh, week five matchup here. Uh, the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson have not looked good in really any, that, that offense anyways, I should say. Uh, defensively, they've looked fine, but offensively, Russell Wilson has not found uh, his feet there. Hasn't found his horseshoes yet, perhaps, uh, in Denver. Uh, and listen, a good part of that is going to be, uh, if you're a QB coming in a new system and you miss the entire preseason, uh, you are going to be expected to uh, have some trouble. He can rely on his classic improv skills a little bit, but that has only taken the Broncos so far, which is very frustrating for me, Seth Everett, because as the podcast is probably tired of hearing me say, I do have all these Broncos futures bets from when the Russell Wilson signing broke. Uh, looking at this game against the Colts, who also haven't looked very strong this year. Um, the Broncos are currently three and a half point home favorites at Bavada. They're taking about 70, 70% of all bets over under sitting at 43 and a half right now. Pretty 50, 50 split there. All right. We were just talking about the NFL in London. This week in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the uh, New York Giants, the surprising three and one New York Giants, uh, and who's going to be their quarterback uh, up against the Green Bay Packers. And we know who their quarterback is. Is he allowed to travel with all his super vaccinations? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> the Giants and the Packers from London. Yeah, that's that's one thing we have to uh you know, for, for all this COVID stuff, Seth, uh, and, you know, in North America, you know, we feel like it's kind of gradually, you know, coming down a little bit, but it is curious to try and you know, figure out what the international rules are. Um, I think in England, um, you can go anywhere regardless of your uh, jab status. 
but when they're playing games in see, Germany, but did you see the Red Sox? They had a player, Caleb Ort. Uh, okay. He he literally couldn't play on Friday, but because Saturday was October first, they uh, the uh, the thing got re- you know the the restrictions got released, and so he yeah, was able to play. Changed. He was yeah, inactive. He he couldn't, but he was allowed to join the team Saturday morning and played that <clears> night. Yes, yeah. The Canadian government decided on October first that uh, the science of COVID had changed, and that the day before you needed a vaccine to come to Canada and play, but on the following day you were free to do so. So, uh, a lot of speculation, and I I don't know how much of it is grounded in this idea that um, because Toronto made it to the playoffs, that maybe Major League Baseball was kind of you know given the business to uh, the Trudeau government here in Canada and say, Hey, listen, you know, it was one thing for regular season, but we can't have any issues with unjab players not being able to come up to Canada for playoff games. We don't want people talking about that on air. It's one thing if it's just a local Toronto Blue Jays broadcast. And if it's the Nesson broadcast with the Red Sox, but this is nationally covered baseball now, every single game. And I don't know how much of an issue it might've been if they had to talk about why certain players were missing from various teams for these Toronto games. But uh yeah, I, I have no idea how much of a part that played in, but yeah, it is curious the for how aggressive uh, the government has been up here uh, with COVID policy. Uh, why that about face? Why just then? Uh, it's very difficult to say the science is this. We're saving lives every single day. And then the next day it's like, oh, okay, job done. Let's take a look at Giants Packers in London. Giants Packers in London. Uh, well, first of all, right out of the gate, I got to say uh, last, the last London game was awesome. A, a nice double doink ending at the end for poor Will Lutz. Uh, it's great to see London actually get uh, pretty decent games because it used to be, and I'm sure they'll be out there later in the London series, but it used to just be like you're getting the Jaguars, you're getting a bad Tampa Bay Bucks team at the time uh, they were sending over. And, uh, you know, Giants no slouches this year at three and one. Uh, like you said, we have questions at QB Packers looking really good at three and one uh, kind of started the season the same way they did last year with a really bad week one loss, got blown up by the Vikings and have looked really good ever since. Uh, Rodgers is Rodgers, uh, really good running back core in Green Bay this year, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming and which has really helped uh, guide their offense uh, a lot. Uh, they put the Bears to sleep. They put the Bucks to sleep. Uh, really impressive. Packers are currently nine and a half point uh, favorites in this one. Technically home favorites uh, because someone's got to be the home team in these games. And the over under is sitting at 41 right now at Bavada. There is one undefeated team in the National Football League, and they are the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. The Eagles travel to a good old Arizona to take on Kyler Murray, who, again, just shows you how talented he is. But let's let's give it up for, for Jalen Hurts. Uh, over 1,100 yards passing on the season so far. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray and the Eagles on the road in Glendale, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona. You know, a really interesting uh, matchup uh, in this one for, for a couple reasons. I, I don't think, uh, looking at our preseason futures odds, uh, we certainly didn't uh, think the Eagles would be this good. Uh, they've also had some things break but for them a little bit uh, with uh, Dak being out in, in Dallas, although Cooper Rush has kind of held serve a little bit there. Uh, yeah, the Eagles look great. Uh, Hertz has kind of figured out that offense, uh, you know, Trying to find that sweet spot of when you can be a scrambling QB and when you need to be a pocket passer is very difficult for a lot of these mobile quarterbacks because in college, uh, it's it's very, very easy to lean on like, okay, I'm faster than everybody else. I can make a play happen. Uh, Improv can take me very far. 
Uh, he has found a really good balance. It's, it's early days this year, but he has found a really, really good balance in what he's been able to do on the field. And the Eagles are surprisingly now our NFC favorite at Bavada. Uh, so it's probably no surprise that they're a favorite in this one as well, Seth. They are currently five-point favorites over under sitting at 49 and a half. Uh, Kyler Murray's a lot of fun. Uh, we just talked. To, I just talked about all that improv stuff a second ago. He's got to figure out how to work design plays a little bit better than hoping things just work out. But uh, yeah, I, I you know the Cardinals are two and two. They're fun to watch. Uh, I still think they're not very good though. And I think uh, this is probably Kingsbury's last season as head coach. And finally, let's do the Monday night game. The uh, Monday night games have also been good. Um, Manning cast has been interesting, but it's weird with Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman doing the main game. Why would you change the channel? I, I, I don't know. The whole thing is very, very odd. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, their Superman, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what, what can you say? I mean, the guy has just been all world. And I think even people who expect big things from him are being overly impressed. The uh, Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it's <laughs> very, very quick uh, about the Manning cast. Uh, I was thinking that when Troy and uh, Joe signed with ESPN to take over Monday Night Football, it must have been on the contingency that they were able to pick the guests for a Manning cast uh, for the rest of the season. Because, you know what? I don't know what it is. I, I loved Manning cast last year. It was a fun way to watch the game. I thought the jokes were good. The people they rolled in, uh, they had a good deal of fun with it. And I, I we were just talking about how uh, Jalen Hurts just a second ago, how, what a great year he's having uh, Seems like a great guy, great QB. Ooh, boring, boring guest on the Manning cast. Uh, just that he was answering it like it was the questions you'd get post game presser. Oh, it's all about the process. You know, we got to come to work each day with our lunch pail. Uh, it's just, I, th- I you know, when Peyton and Eli are just chatting with each other, I, I think that's really good content. I, I think the guests can be hit or miss. And when they're bad, that's, that's one third of uh, your showtime there, just on a guy who's, yeah, it's it's great to be here. Ah, I don't know. So maybe it's losing a bit of its veneer. But looking at the game itself, uh, Raiders at Chiefs. Uh, Raiders, another team that uh, looked like they were going to start the year. Uh, Owen Ford got totally bailed out uh, by the Broncos, who couldn't get out of their own way on Sunday. They come into this one against the Chiefs as seven and a half point underdogs. Uh, early money all over the Chiefs. Over under uh, this one sitting at 51, the highest over under of of the week uh, on the board. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, there's nothing else I can say about it. He is so fun to watch. He is, he's a, he's a likable guy. He's dynamic on the field. He's doing spin moves. He's doing pop passes at the last second. Uh, that, that's a good Bucks defense that he absolutely tore apart last Sunday. Uh, it continues to be super fun to watch him. Again, Chiefs seven and a half point favorites at home at Bavada. All right, let's take a look at some college games. There are some intriguing matchups. Uh, but did you see the latest top 25 rankings? Seth Everett, are you trying to tease a certain football team? I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe I can't. It's it's smudged out on my uh, my sheet here. Is is, is 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 who's number 22? That can't be right, Seth. That the Syracuse Orange? They are number are... 22 in the nation. They should end the season right now. Uh, it, it can only get worse from here. It can here only right get worse from here. They humbled Wagner on uh, on yeah, Saturday. Well, that that shouldn't be scheduled. That's the defeatist Syracuse, you know, that schedules these crap games. That That's not a game you should count. They shouldn't have played no. there. Not only is yeah, Wagner well, in Division Three, but they're in, uh, they've lost 16 in a row. 
and they only played a uh, 10 minute quarters uh, for the second half of that game, which uh, is tricky for betters because um, for games that don't go 55 minutes or yeah. more, um, technically for our wagering rules, there does not betting action. Although it was a goodwill gesture though for players, we did grade all Syracuse bets. I think they closed at like minus 54 and it was 59, nothing. So we did grade those as winners. We did grade unders as winners, a goodwill gesture, but uh, yeah, that, that's always a frustrating thing from a trading point of view is when you have teams in these massive deep downs. That. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. 55 minutes is uh, the American football. Uh, and that's, that's a pretty uh, generic uh, global sports betting rule. That's 55 minutes for football uh, has to be five full innings for major league baseball money lines. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of different things out there that we got to protect ourselves against, but uh, oh, that was, yeah. Funny. But anyways, can we go back to uh, Aaron judge for a second? Yeah. That, that was the tweet of the week. Oh my God. This guy, uh, a New York reporter wrote, because there was rain in the forecast, you know, the, uh, the remnants of Hurricane Ian are, uh, rev, you know, running mm-hmm. through the Northeast. It's not a hurricane. It's just a ton of rain. And Sunday's uh, Yankees-Orioles game was in jeopardy. Okay. And this guy had the tweet of the year. He said, what if Aaron Judge hits number 62 and then they don't go five innings and it's not an official game and the statistics get wiped out? Ah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, could that possibly happen? That would have been great because the baseball purists who have tried to make such a mountain out of this AL uh, record, uh, they would have oh been beside God. themselves. I, I mean, I was like, I want on the that. one hand, he did it. Right. But uh, well, that's the like rules how, are the rules. And- right. When they started scheduling the World Series for uh, November, mm-hmm. I told you I have my new fantasy, um, my new fantasy World Series. I want Cleveland okay. to face uh, Colorado and a blizzard to wipe out both cities. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Oh, wow. I, I thought you left Colorado on a pretty good terms. No, no, no. I just want, no, I want, uh, I want a blizzard to like, so I want the World Series to be. Oh, you controlled. mean like wipe out conditions, not like actually wipe out. No, the no, I, I, want, I want the cities to still exist. We got to be careful with the language we use. Uh, well, I mean, listen, uh, the, the, with escalations in Europe right now, I'm just saying, you know, we 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 can be careful with the language that we use before uh, the Mavada Odds podcast has suggested that Cleveland and Colorado are wiped out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, Baseball in the snow is cool, though. It's fun to watch. I haven't attended anything like that live before, but uh, I would. I have. The 06 World Series, the Cardinals and the Tigers, it was 33 degrees at first pitch. I was like. This is miserable. Get me out of here. Was it snow as well, though, or just cold? Yeah, it was it was snow in the building. Yes. Not to cancel the game, but but it was yes. It was gross. Um meanwhile, it'll be nice and uh 69 degrees. I'm seeing on the weather report when the LSU Tigers host the uh, number eight ranked Tennessee volunteers in a key SEC matchup, Mr. Uh Morrow there. Mr. Morrow there. Yeah, You're interesting not uh, matchup. To Ken Morrow, are you? I'm on Colts. No, no. People ask me that all the time. Those Islanders, things. great. <laughs> no, uh, looking ahead at uh, Tennessee LSU. Um, LSU comes into this one uh, back on the right side of the the AP poll, uh, joining teams like Syracuse in that coveted top twenty five spot, sitting number twenty four right now. Uh, Tigers have had an kind of an up and down season with uh, Brian Kelly, their new coach uh, from Notre Dame. Uh, 
classic Brian Kelly after they lost week one on a missed uh, point of touchdown. He blamed that young kid right away. He didn't say anything about how the team needed to, uh, you know, come together or it was a team yeah. loss or anything like that. Right, no, right. the kid they don't lose it a team. They just called him out. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 Brian Kelly. But uh, you know, if he you can be, I guess, a dick if you're that good of a coach. Uh, but we'll see if he's able to hold up against a super tough Volunteers team, which has been really fun to watch this year. Really good offensively. Uh, they've got things uh, going on the right direction there. LSU are currently three point home dogs, so the Wolves are coming in as road favorites, and the over under is sitting at sixty three and a half at Bavada. A really good action on both sides of this one, Seth. Uh, so it should be a good one to see live come Saturday. Then there's a, a an interesting Big 12 matchup. You know, the Big 12 is always the are they or aren't they uh, a massive uh, college football powerhouse. Well, they've got some some big ones going up against each other as TCU travels to Kansas. Yeah, interesting one here as well, Seth, and not one that we thought we'd probably be previewing a few weeks out. I mean, TCU has been, uh, you know, they've been pretty all right in the Big 12 last couple of years, usually a one or two loss team. Uh but uh, Kansas, starting off the season at five and zero, that has that has shocked everybody. Uh, you know, usually if we're talking about the Kansas Jayhawks on this podcast, we're talking about college basketball, we're talking Bill Self, we're talking about another deep March Madness run. But uh, very cool for the number nineteen Kansas Jayhawks to come into this one, and uh, it's a competitive spread. You know, it, it makes sense for our ratings. We currently have TCU as a seven point road favorite in this one at Bavada. Uh, action still pretty 50 50 on this one over under setting up at 67 and a half. That's one of the higher ones of the week at Bavada. And uh, we're seeing about 65% of all bets on the over there. Uh, TCU had their way absolutely with Oklahoma's defense last week. I don't know that Kansas's defense will be able to slow them down. They're going to have to put up points just to hang. Should be a fun one though. The big 12, uh, if nothing else, they play fun games. Yeah, and just for the record, Syracuse has the uh, week off. They play NC State next week, and that's when the bubble will burst. That's why I'm saying end the college football season now so that we can say we were right. You know what? You've got uh, you got this bye. You've, you've got uh, you, you got a chance. Uh, like it, like you're really, really going to be done at Clemson October 22nd, but I, I, I have a little bit of hope for you guys versus NC State with the time to prep. It's a home game. Uh, We'll see what that line comes hey, out they, as. But, but uh, if they hold their own in that game, mm-hmm. I, see, this is my whole thing. This is why I want mm-hmm. Clemson to go to the SEC. I don't want Clemson. I, that's not a rivalry. That's, no, that's that's not a rivalry. We beat them once, and it was mm-hmm. like the greatest thing in the world, and everybody made a big deal. I it was on a Friday that. night. I remember that. Okay, fine. Yeah. Have they touched them since? No. Yeah. No, it's uh, – hey, hey, listen, like we said before, just – enjoy it while it's good because uh whether it's liverpool football whether well it's never the toronto maple leafs not in my lifetime but whether it's the syracuse orange seth everett uh you know let's enjoy these good times and uh you know hopefully they put in uh, all the effort and practice needed to uh stay competitive with nc state before clemson crushes them look at you the benevolent one all right that'll do it for mm-hmm. the bavada at odds podcast i'm seth everett he is patrick morrow uh enjoy all the action this week uh, college football, pro football, the baseball playoffs, the whole thing, and Aaron Judge still not a record. And whether it's life politics or sports, folks, don't worry, just be happy. Mm-hmm.